The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. I have such a good time with you, my friend Adam. <laughs> this is One Upsmanship, our podcast that makes you feel like you're here with us having such an equally good time naturally with us, your friends, and it's seamless. Why not? <laughs> These openings are getting are getting like to be a bit of a parody, a parody of our like grim lives. Ah, what a great time we're having! <laughs> oh boy. Well, you asked in our last episode if we saw Ghost of Tsushima through the lens of quarantine. I did ask that. And, That's uh, true. You're bringing it back immediately. So this thing, uh, yeah, this wrong thing that we do, that I bet a lot of people are turning to in this difficult time as a brief distraction. We'll hear Adam and Mike talk about video games, blow off some steam. And you're like, what if we tie it to quarantine, though? What if we talk about the fires anyway? You know what everybody wants to talk about, don't you? Their misery. You know why people play video games? Not to escape. <laughs> What's the opposite right. of escapism? Stay hereism? Uh, trappedism? Uh, Yimbyism? I don't know. My, I recently uh, learned from my brother, who's an architectural and city planning activist, that uh, Yimby, oh. you know NIMBY, there's Yimby. I do? Yes, yeah, I in do. My, yeah, in my backyard. Like, yeah, do it here. Oh, do it in okay. my backyard. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> this is one of That's an interesting fact. Uh, <laughs> it sure is. I'm Michael Swain. That's Adam Ganser. Adam, what game are mm -hmm. we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. That's right. The we're continuing much our celebrated. ghost theme. Yeah. Yes, we are. Mo much yeah. celebrated? Uh, people liked it. People liked yeah. it. I agree yeah, people with, liked it. I agree with the anecdotal assessment. People liked it. I just didn't know if you had done research and found out 
that it was lauded review wise or anything. I think we both just felt it was time to do one of the Luigi's Mansion games. And this one came out Mm -hmm. most recently. And we both happened to have played through it. And we're like, Luigi needs his day. I mean, more specifically, this game has unique mechanics. And so it needs its time. And that time is now. Let's pass our first checkpoint. Which means slipping from the hallway into a room. It's pretty boring. Yeah, or they (laughs) gave us an elevator button. (laughs) They gave us a button. We got a button. And we hit it, (laughs) and it counted as a checkpoint. So you got that sweet, sweet sound effect that at this point you crave like the salivating dogs you are. (laughs) And (laughs) You poltergeist pups, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to do a speed run, or do you want me to? you want me to do it? I think you should do it, because I... Like a hundred percent of this game, I really enjoyed it, but it's become so fuzzy. I even forgot. Here's the thing, Adam. Now that I work yeah. at IGN, I play games even more than right. I used to, more than I thought was possible. And we just did convention season, and in convention season, I had to familiarize myself with all these indie games so I could write about them. So in between Luigi's Mansion Three and now, I've played about two hundred different games. And I sure. even forgot the elevator button thing until you mentioned it. So can you <laughs> genuinely refresh me and yeah. the listeners on Luigi's Mansion 3? Start the clock. Okay. Now, uh, Luigi <laughs> is, you know, the lesser known brother of the Mario Brothers. Uh, often the sort of scaredy cat of the Mario Brothers. And this is the game where he, for the third time apparently, is asked to be a Ghostbuster. Uh, What happens is the Mario clan, by which I mean Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, one of those toads, and then I think uh, that's it. Are, they go to a hotel to hang out, and they get trapped into paintings by uh, King Boo, who is there. That's right. And uh, Luigi is told by this weird scientist who doesn't know human language, uh, hey, use this ghost-busting contraption that involves a flashlight and the ability to project a goo version of you and go through the hotel and free your friends from the paintings. Which, I'm sorry, is that not what coming is? Projecting a goo version oh, yeah. of yourself? That's yeah, really, it's, it's, it's just green cum. It yeah. yeah, it's a green cum va- vacuum. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, also, that's my rant. <laughs> that's, my, that's my speed run. Right that's there. my speed run. That's my rant. That is game yeah. on. We are Yeah, we out. did it all. Um, keep. Keep it. Yeah. Stop uh, the clock. Now, <laughs> if you can do it, I can do it. Uh, oh, you fucked me. I like that. Brings okay. us to another checkpoint, another day, mm-hmm. another button, another grim. Yeah. A uh, plant boast, I guess. Banished to yeah. nothingness, to eternal suffering in the <laughs> bowels of our cum vacuum. And that takes us to the rant portion. <laughs> Oh shit! That's the last. <laughs> I I enjoy your wordplay Thank all you, the sir. time, but that's my favorite in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> the bowels, the bowels of our cum vacuum. Um, yeah, oh yeah. It's wearing off as I say it more and picture it. So let's move on. Sure. Uh, I will rant at you first. Player one, Please. plugging in. I really, really enjoyed this game. I'm not, I'll tell you, there's a problem I call the October Sky problem, which is probably the weakest episode on the, in the history of Small Beans was me, Tom Ryman, who, no shade, did a great job as always, and myself trying to talk about October Sky and stopping at about 37 minutes because you just go, it's good. It's good. It's not, yeah. there's nothing to unpack. It's just, that was fun. 
remember that part. It was good. And uh, that's sort of my issue with Luigi's Mansion 3. Adam has promised me that he can stretch for time as long oh, yeah. as necessary. So I'll, I'll fill, baby, like green goo right in your eyes. But yeah. usually I feel like if we do dig down and Adam brings some of his energy, I'll find what's interesting about the game because uh, I think we need to broaden it and basically talk about how Nintendo operates because in the way that you can analyze a series of films and learn about the director, and that is fascinating, that is genuinely interesting to me, I think playing a broader spectrum of the Mario games specifically and Kirby games to a lesser extent, Metroid games are a bit of an outlier, but I'll get into this in Game On. I'm learning, I'm sort of having a conceptual learnings about Nintendo as a whole and their philosophy and their approach. And so I'll tie it to that and that'll give us enough to talk about. As far as Luigi's Mansion 3 goes, it's a puzzle non-platformer about a few different repetitive actions, uh, but it's unique. Like it's not explicitly a, a traditional Mario platformer because it's not. Um, it involves, like you said, this vacuum, and this one, for the first time, I believe, involves projecting Gooigi version of yourself and puzzles surrounding that. So I guess I would just describe it as like a light action puzzle game and yeah. collecting game, and yet, dude... And I played some of Nintendo's other attempts at this, like Toad's Treasure Tracker was not deep enough for me. It was too shallow for me. Mm. This got me. I was hooked from beginning to end. I had the feelings that I have watching a Pixar movie minus the heart, I guess, because the story matters even less than a Pixar movie. Um, I just had the feeling of a feeling of childlike delight the whole time. And when I was done, I was like, that was delightful. So... That's my rant on Luigi's Mansion 3, and I'll save my meta Nintendo talk for Game On. Great. Great. Uh, Okay. So I'll pass my little uh, warp pipe and do my rant. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Luigi's Mansion is yet another of the Nintendo franchises that's like... They made, like, basically what they do is they try weird adaptations of, like, major pop culture... uh, touchstones or sport events and then if it hits then it's like that's a franchise and then they release like a few uh every like 20 years they remind you and so there's such long intervals between the games that you're like oh yeah luigi's mansion and you have to like sort of ask yourself like is luigi's mansion like a passion point for everybody uh it was a launch game with gamecube i want to say the first one which i did play i don't think i played the second one at all uh, I enjoyed the game a whole lot, but it does feel very much the way like it felt like Toad, uh, that Captain Toad game a little bit. Treasure Tracker, uh, yeah. Treasure Tracker. It's not worse. It's better. It's better because it has more character than than tra- than Captain Toad does. But it's not really that much better in terms of game mechanics. Um, from what I remember of the original Luigi's Mansion, this is definitely an evolution. Uh, and it's definitely more codified in the sense that uh, you... How do I describe it? In the sense that you're definitely sort of following a long, winding track to get to the boss. Uh, and the first one was a little bit more meandery, as I recall. Uh, there are things that are like just incredible about the idea of Luigi's Mansion. One is... Ghostbusting as a concept is uh, such a clear theft that I can't believe they've gotten away with that. 
Like the fact that he has a vacuum that sucks ghosts into it is like, how does Ghostbusters, the franchise, not sue this company? Like that seems like it should mm. be a copyright infringement. I, I, I don't, I mean, it must not be, yeah. but like, it sure seems like it should be. I guess you can't uh, copyright the idea that ghosts are vaporous. No, and that therefore you can't. a vacuum would, right? That seems hard. I don't know, man. That right? seems like pretty. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I, it seems yeah, like there was I, I a do. fraud implication there. You know what I mean? You can't Vacuum suck a ghost in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's literally like flashing with a light, suck him in a vacuum. It's Ghostbusters. Uh, I don't That's know. That's what the flashlight's for. Damn, it's all flooding back. Right. But see, the flashlight stuns them. So you can, anyway, well, let well, me finish my rant. Right, we'll get rant, into it. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not shitting on this game. I, I I had genuine fun with it. I played it all the way through straight. Like I I I mean, other than sleeping and work. I basically played the game from the day I got it, and like a day and a half later, two days later, I was done with it, and it was very fun. Uh, I do think it reveals absurd things about the Mario universe that uh, merit discussion. Specifically, like uh, it seems very clear to me that Luigi does not have any powers or talents or capabilities, and the and like the Mario universe is like, no, no, Luigi is much, much worse than Mario. Like, they're not trying to build him up to the same level as Mario at all, which I think is very funny. Uh, So there's that. And also, uh, this game further reinforces this notion that you've said many times and that I think Nintendo is now overtly embracing aesthetically, which is, these are all just toys. This is just an episode of a kid playing with toys. Uh, that's definitely true of this game for a lot of reasons that we'll get into. Uh, it's even more true of the Paper Mario game that just came out, um, or like the Yoshi game that's made of yarn and stuff. Like, there's a lot of that now in Nintendo, where it's like it's a game, but mostly it's a toy that you're, you know, you're playing with a toy. So enjoy it. Uh, so that's my rant. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts? Time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Blip, 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 blop, blop. What's the one? Game on. That's it. Game on. Mm. Ooh. Um, yeah. What you? Okay. So 
Luigi lacks capabilities, you yes, son of yes. a bitch. I know it. I know. <laughs> you fucking asshole. He no, can s- turn his body sideways and project himself at you in Smash Brothers. So I'm there. So- oh. Well, I think Smash Brothers kind of doesn't count. He can uh, pull because- a turn up from the ground, sir. I take issue with that characterization. I feel like everybody can do that. I guess well, the, everyone can. The reason I'm saying that is so in this game, at the point there's a point where you free all the characters from the from Painting. the portraits. Yep. Yeah. And Mario <laughs> Mario is like Luigi. And then he uses his like fucking Nintendo gibberish. Which by the way, we need to talk about the Nintendo gibberish. I'm happy like, to see you. It's like, why don't they just speak? Same what is this? As the Sims, well, I think it's for the same reason that Pixar universalizes. I think it's for global sales. I think it's literally just if they ever speak a particular language, you have to record multiple soundtracks and you lose some quality control in that regard. If you all speak Simlish or gibberish or whatever, it works anywhere, you know, any game or anywhere in the world. You just it just swap seems the text like boxes. a. It seems like it's a weird pivot away from the direction Nintendo was going, like in even like the Nintendo sixty four era. Why Link don't talk? Uh, no, he never really spoke after the Nintendo after the that show, the Excuse Me Princess show. That's the last time he spoke. No, Kirby doesn't talk, but Mario did. Mario used to say like, you know, Let's Go and like It's a Me and like all that stuff. Sam is quiet as fuck. Sure, Samus has never spoken, right? Does Samus ever spoken? That's what I'm saying. Is I think I think it very intentionally Nintendo is a quiet is a silent company. <laughs> like I don't think their right. games right. speak, and it has to be intentional at this point because obviously yeah. recording CD quality uh, voice actors for your game is now standard across the board, even down to the smallest indie developer for the most part, or like you know mid size like Wasteland Three has fully audible voices it's kind of expected but nintendo as they are which is what i want to talk about nintendo's special nintendo's different nintendo gets to get away with things that other companies would not get away with can you can you even imagine can you even imagine if sony was like we're gonna make you read again we're sick of recording voice actors Right. Or being the voice actor whose job is to record these weird Nintendo ease voices. Get like you're down there. <laughs> it's like, now can you try that again and make it more of a question? Yeah. All right. Uh, like, I don't need this shit. I was a minion. <laughs> exactly. Right. Now, the reason I mentioned it, okay, so I wanted to talk about Nintendo ease. Thank you for indulging me. Is that Mario gets freed from this painting, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Luigi, let's go take out king boo or whatever right. and then he starts doing the mario hops and shit up the up the staircase like he's oh, doing the mario luigi, triple jump luigi Can't. calmly walks up the staircase yes! like you would he if you were... do it <laughs> yes it's like whoa so luigi's just has no talents luigi also by the way triple jump you guys no he can't and he doesn't own the ghostbuster shit he borrows it from that scientist who also doesn't have human language well that's isn't that even more heroic so aren't they are they going for the story where it's like the least of us all Yes, Everyone else yeah, is incapacitated. He had to step up. That's heartwarming because he did. I guess that is what they're going for. Uh, but God, I, he I, is a goddamn coward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh. is a pathetic, sniveling. <laughs> if he could speak human 
language and this was a World War One movie, he's the guy you'd be saying like, dude, just leave him behind. He's dead yeah, already. He's already yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's Jerry from fucking Rick and Morty. Like he's just a yes. chicken shit, like useless. I know. I, I feel but bad. Jerry I, gets this is J this is the Jerry episode. Jerry gets an episode where he steps up and is a hero, right? Everyone gets one. That's what Luigi's, and I guess like, so I guess then Luigi's Mansion also is sort of catering in the way that a lot of Nintendo properties are to like the fan base, right? This is like, look, you know, this is like a fun outing for this character that didn't get an outing. Like it's, I feel like Super Mario is very much like, hey, everyone, here's like Coke. Here's Coca-Cola. You want some Coke? Here it is. Right, Luigi's Mansion's very much like, oh, you're into the Coke brand? Have you tried this like vanilla zero Coke? Well, it's, you know. so that's what I, more than the story, how the Mario verse links or whatever, who gives a shit. Uh, I want to talk about how, as you said, Nintendo makes toys. And I think the characters are actually just sort of a tagging system for what kind of toy it's going to be. You know what I, I mean? I, I, yes, I agree with that. Yeah, 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 please. They invent and they go to a lot of trouble to invent a truly iconic character when they want to try a new thing and it even breaks down to something as well like working with a third-party developer like rare but still uh existing i believe solely donkey kong country was only on nintendo consoles right uh pretty sure yeah pretty sure pretty sure um so it's like breaks down to like well we need it has to have a different look and be a different iconic character because we're exploring horizontal side-scrolling, horizontal-oriented jumping and hurling barrels, and we're not exploring the kind of vertical side-scrolling that Mario's built on. It's just very... It's very uh, segregated, and I mean that in the neutral sense of the term. They keep everything in its box, and everything is very clear so that the iconic potency of each thing is not lost. And therefore, it's a very big deal for Luigi to get a thing because it means they invented a new gameplay bundle. And the gameplay bundle is this vacuum shaking game and these puzzles. And it's like Toad gets a new thing, so it's Toad's treasure tracker. And I got to say, it's corporate and it's hollow, but it really works on me super well. It does feel very... This game feels corporate to me when I play it. it. It... like it's you want the veneer of it being a cash grab to not exist. This game didn't quite escape from that for me, but I totally agree with you. It's it's very well polished. And Luigi uh, becomes and the stamp on the box where you're like, oh, it's that kind of toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Uh, I also think like there is a kind. Of, they, this game does explore some elements of dimensionality that a Mario game would not. Or and I mean, frankly, other every other game except for Captain Toad wouldn't, right? Well, that's Cap- it's more puzzly than platforming, yeah. And but it, yes, and it also uses sort of three dimensions to create uh, sort of visual puzzles where you're like you can't see everything you need to see. But I got to be honest, the most satisfying part is probably the simplest, dumbest, most primordial part, which I think is. It's just a thoroughness and hide and seek game, like just yep. sucking up sand. Yep. My favorite part of the whole game is that pyramid sphinx room where you got to suck up so much sand, you guys. Oh, you <laughs> love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the sand. It's, it's crazy that it literally mimics the actual satisfaction of, you know, when you clean something that's really dirty, you might not want to do chores, but the wiping is satisfying of like, wow, it looks really clean now. 
I really killed that swath of dirt or what have you or lint. Uh, this game literalizes where you're just like, well, there's seven things in this room. I ain't leaving this goddamn room till I got all seven things. <laughs> it's going to be a couple of jewels, definitely some gold bars, all kinds of loose cash. This game but more importantly, realize, a key. Yeah, I can be still uh, entertained fully by like a Highlights magazine. Just find these things in this picture. Okay. That really is what it is. Yeah. Uh, they 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 added a few extra functionalities for Luigi, at mm-hmm. least this time. I, again, I didn't play two, but I played one, and they added a few things to make the puzzles have more depth. Like, uh, certainly Gooigi, the uh, living green cum creature, uh, is one of them. But also, they have the... They have the suction cup thing, like you can blast a suction cup onto with like rope right. and use it to pull stuff. DuckTales uh, Quackshot style. Yeah, 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 exactly. And like they are dumb little innovations, but they are, have the effect that the jump has in Last of Us 2 where it's like, well, now there's like 8,000 new kinds of permutations that change everything. Uh, Nintendo's really good at that. They're like, let's add two things. And then, like all the entire game will be completely enriched because of that. It's so like, here's yeah, my question: fuck. Then, if you're looking at it from this meta toy perspective, in what way is why is it not a Kirby centric series? Because Kirby sucks stuff in. Like they already have that gameplay assigned to a character slot. I don't think they can figure. Well, first of all, Kirby transforms into the thing it's he sucks in. Like that's his. Well, then thing. why do they suck so much? <laughs> I mean, like, why are I don't, they so I don't interested know. in gameplay that revolves around vacuum? I'm guessing. Well, probably because it's fun for them. I don't know. I have no idea. I couldn't answer that question. Do you remember I, the N64 game where you played a robot maid who sucked stuff in and grabbed stuff and shook it? Oh, it does uh, sound familiar, but I don't know what it was called. Do you know what it was called? No, but I know if you look up N64 Robot Made, it, it pops right it up because I've gone through this before. But my point is Nintendo loves vacuum mechanics, and I don't know what that means, if anything, or if it's just a simple mechanic to employ oh, in yeah, the digital space. Mischief Makers. Mischief Makers, that's what Mischief it was called. Makers. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's been a real long time. Uh, Since you thought of that game yeah, ever. Yeah, wow. <laughs> what a pull. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they love it so much. Uh I'm not sure. It, it probably because it's one of those things that allows them to work more broadly and with cre- like big spaces. My Vacuum other sort of reduce big spaces. It's different than shooting. Yes, that's and a huge part of it. They seem very consciously other than Metroid, which is their swing at like a young teen or adolescent or adult level game. Uh, they feel like they challenge themselves to not just rely on shooting. Yeah, they often, like Splatoon basically replaces shooting with uh, vacuum, right? Like sort of goo. No, with painting. Yeah. But it's it's the same principles vacuuming, right? It's like reverse vacuuming. No, it's interesting. Splatoon is too. So this is what I love about parsing Nintendo games is each one is almost a proposition or a gameplay theorem being presented. Um, Splatoon is the idea of what if... Like it, it, normal, normal deathmatch games are to Splatoon as normal fighting games are to Smash Brothers. Because the idea in Splatoon is 
you're not trying to shoot each other. I think you can benefit from shooting each other, like slow each other down, but you win by painting the maximum amount of the right. stage, the environment. Yeah, it's like Tony Hawk, like the Tony Hawk multiplayer. Yeah, so it's like changing yes. the, it's like inventing a new rule set or in Destiny, like when they invented Gambit or whatever. Or, you know, you could compare it to how No Country changes the trope, structural trope. So it's like Nintendo does interesting things where they'll present a new game and it's main it's a trojan horse vehicle for a new mode essentially or a new gameplay mechanic and splatoon is very much that in the same way that i think i just saw one because ubisoft has this game called brawlhalla that's basically a smash brothers ripoff but <laughs> it's, it's an amazing title though for it's it. interesting yeah. that very few developers try to make smash brothers ripoffs despite its insane popularity and sales um, because Nintendo has this magic way of owning the spaces that they enter. And uh, even though they're like, we're seeing our first arguably Breath of the Wild ripoff game in Immortals Phoenix Rising, another Ubisoft game, they don't of shy course. away from being heavily yeah, inspired. Yeah, they love doing that. Yeah. But, um, but Breath of the Wild, people tend to not, they tend to be wary of ripping off Nintendo. Nintendo owns it so hard when they, it feels so meticulously Nintendo. And I feel like any game that tries to add platforming to fighting, you're like, I see what you're doing. It's Smash Brothers, dude. You forget it. It's Smash Brothers. It's too late. Smash Brothers benefits from having, you know, 20 of the most iconic video game characters of all time in it. So like that's a that's not a small part of what made it work, right? Um, but, but also you're right. An undeniable adding platforming to fighting games it was not done. It is completely. it was a new thing. Yeah, completely. And also like it's so funny because uh, it's it's just adapting like the original Mario Brothers to a fight game. Like it's like you can you can explain the premise so simply, but it's just like a great movie premise yeah. where it's like somebody says the premise, you're like, yeah, fuck, that's great. Like that Vince Vaughn movie that's coming out where it's a Freaking. body switching. Yeah, the body switching you're with like, the serial killer. Of course they killer. bought that. Of course it's sold. That's an amazing premise. It's I don't know how good the movie is going to be, but oh my god, the premise is so good. I worked with briefly with the guy who wrote the horror movie, or like his big break was a screenplay that was the premise was. Uh, you know, uh, an escape room. I think the movie came out and it was just called Escape Room. An escape room, but it's real and it becomes a horror movie. And I'm like, of course yeah, that's obviously. sold. Of course, right. obviously, obviously that's sold. I'm, uh, yeah. And the, it's funny, the ones that we as a brain trust, meaning primarily you, me, and Abe, think of, right. they do eventually sell. Like, we, like to, you know, with Cody, it was he was the original impetus, but... Uh, we totally have written a show Bible for at what is essentially Avenue Five now. Yep. We uh, did you see anyway? The, anyway. Love Gar- <laughs> did you see Love Guaranteed that movie on Netflix? No, is that the X's? N- no, it's 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 Rachel Lee Cook and uh, Damon Wayans Jr. and like she's an attorney and he uh, he like wants to sue a dating website for not being able to match him. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like that. Ep- it, not exactly. I don't want to claim anything, but it's very similar to that episode of Rom.com we did, where uh, oh, gotcha. they have the they have the person that can't be matched. They get all the dating sites together with the person that can't be matched, and like this is a movie version of that, where instead of being dating website employees, they're lawyers. But it's the same idea, and it's yeah, like, damn. The point dude. is, we're all yeah. we're goddamn geniuses. Anyway. <laughs> 
no, but the, the point is like circling a good premise like is uh you can tell when a premise need. is it's good. Often all you yeah, need. you yeah. can tell. And Luigi's Mansion even if it's just Ghostbusters plus Luigi, it's still like, yeah, well, uh that's not a bad idea. It's a pretty good idea. And like they yeah. deliver on it pretty well. But uh, I would argue it's not even plus Luigi because that's my point is Luigi is nothing. He comes with right, no baggage. Yes, correct. Other than I think his one notable trait is he's a coward. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he's, he's, he's chicken. Yeah, he's yeah. the chicken brother. So yeah. the fact that so it's just a Ghostbusters game, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And dude, it's way better than the official Ghostbusters game. I'll definitely say that. I can't even remember it, so it must be better. Yeah. How could and it not be? And it comes down to Nintendo's. The one thing that is across the board true of every Nintendo property, seemingly, is an intense attention to detail. And that attention to detail shines through in almost every case. I'm trying to think of a failed... Can you think of any of a failed Nintendo like I- iconic character they really tried to push that just we didn't buy or went well, away? I, I guess the I Ice argue, Climbers. The Ice Climbers. They I mean, didn't you know do much I, with them after that. But they yeah. had a whole arcade game. They were they could have been a Mario, but they weren't. So yeah, what about Icarus, Kid Icarus. They try with Pit from time to time, and it's not really yeah. taking. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I guess I might argue that like Kirby is kind of a hit and miss character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I've never played the Kirby game that I was like, that's good. Other it's people seem to like to Kirby. It's crazy to me that Mario's the biggest, because if you just looked at the character designs and you're like, you know kids and teens and gaming yeah, and totally. what people like, I'd be like, oh yeah, your top three are probably going to be Samus, Link, and Kirby. I mean, it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent like hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I agree with that. It's like, why is Coke the taste that we all associate with? Like, this is what soda is. I don't know, man. I, probably if we started from scratch and invented sodas, now there's no way that's the taste we'd pick. It'd probably be something fruit like based. Beer. Yeah. Or, oh, fruit based. Probably it's just something else. It wouldn't be, you know, Hawaiian punch. Yeah, something right, something else. But like, we didn't. Uh, so we inherited this. And so there's that. But also, like, Mario, they've been very careful about Mario the character to always make him a joyful character. Like, he, like Mario represents joy. Every time you play a Mario game, it's a blast. Even when things aren't going well for, Mar- for Mario, the expression of creativity... The hills are literally smiling. Oh, yeah. It, well, and it's not like... But it's not like manipulative joy. It's like just a f- fun experience and it's about the fun experience more than anything else and like the best so i i often talk about this in private so i guess i'll talk about it here uh in 2017 i want to say it was the that's when the switch came out right 2017 mm-hmm. and uh we keep we kind of forget that like mar that the switch was like in the face of everyone else's expectations like everyone was like no nintendo shouldn't be in the console game anymore because they suck they've lost it because of the Wii U was a big mm-hmm. failure and like everyone's always ready to pronounce Nintendo dead. And <laughs> they come out with the Switch. It was kind of a gimmicky idea, but it worked, right? Breath of the Wild is really good. And then that E3, they released the first trailer for Mario Odyssey. You should go back and watch it, not you, but the audience should go back and watch that trailer because that it starts with like a dinosaur and you're like, what is this game? And then it turns out it's Mario, right? And yeah. That is such a perfect distillation of what Nintendo is good at. Like, they show up and they fucking knock it out of the park with, like, remember Mario? He's doing it again. 
Like that's all it is. It's like you know what Mario is. We are Another gonna give one. it to you. You're gonna love it. You're gonna show you some new shit you haven't seen, but it's still gonna be Mario. They're the ultimate. Give me the same, only different. Mario's the perfect distillation of that. Uh, I don't know. Well, and so that's what's interesting is that how protective they are of that. So like if Mario is going to do something else, he has to fundamentally change forms. So like Mario Basically. RPG, he's almost claymation. In yes. Origami King, he's literally made out of paper because yes. he can't be 3D and back in the day, Correct. 2D colorful Mario platforms. That's what he does, which I think it was why, uh, honestly... If they could go back in time, I bet they wish Mario Sunshine was a Luigi was Luigi Sunshine, because I feel like that's getting at it's almost one shade too far astray from what Mario does, giving him the water backpack. Where it's like that's more of a Luigi thing. Luigi fucks yep. with what Mario does. Totally. Even the hat felt less invasive to the formula. For whatever than reason, you're totally right. The sunshine machine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I also, by the way, I think we're gonna start hearing in the coming months if uh, the, I don't I, uh, that yeah. sunshine is like everyone's like it's one of the best ones. We're gonna start hearing that. Oh, I love sunshine. Yeah. But I'm saying I think part of the reason it floundered originally and took time for people to warm up to is it should have been Luigi instead of Mario. I just think it would have had a smoother rollout if it was Luigi Sunshine. But see, they don't want to let anybody but Mario do the platforming that Mario does. I mean, like, that's... they've. I don't Have they even really released a 3D platformer that wasn't Mario? Have they ever done that? I don't think so. I don't so. think so either. I think basically once they got into the 3D era, like Mario 64, they're like, no, 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 this is what Mario is. I, I feel like Mario came into full... Like, the character came fully into what it's supposed to be in Mario 64, which is like, he's a he's a giant smiley face that you can play around with, and he has a little bit of personality, like the amount that Mickey Mouse has, and you have the most fun platforming with it. Like, that's it. Mm. And, the, and like, the, it's, he's never gonna be more than that. Mario Odyssey- He's not gonna do other stuff. No, yeah. Mario Odyssey is basically, they make him into a doll. It's like, what do you want to dress him as? You want him to be a doctor? You want him to be like a samurai? Here you go. Whatever you want. Of course I want him to be a doctor. And a samurai. Like, why not, right? Dr. Mario is an interesting, uh, is an interesting well, foray because it's the only time Mario was overtly a different kind of game than Mario, right? Like, where he was a Tetris yeah, and game. and yet... Oh, oh, sorry. Dr. Mario yes. is? Oh, yes. right. That is interesting, but you notice that it's not Mario; it's Doctor Mario. That's mm. that's the they always fundamentally change right. him. Mario is not going to appear as himself in that game. I it's I, I wish if I was like <laughs> I feel like being in Nintendo's position is ultimately the most enviable of any video game designer because like they basically any game that they that is over ten or fifteen years old that people remember fondly is gonna sell gangbusters with whatever sequel they come up with. Like, Luigi's Mansion mm. held down the entire fall last year. And it did get very well reviewed, Yeah, by the 86, way. which is And good. how does Luigi's... Yeah, on Metacritic, yeah. which is usually low. Uh, yeah. Like, it lowballs. Metacritic lowballs. Um, how... In, yeah, I'm just thinking of the connection between Luigi's Mansion puzzles, Toad Treasure Tracker puzzles, and the puzzles in the temples in Breath of the Wild. Well, it's interesting, because... Those are more physics-based. I th right, whereas, well, I would argue that some of the Luigi's Mansion 3 puzzles are physics-based. Yeah, some of them. A few. But they're, you're right. They're more traditional, like switches, levers, water level, Which rising and falling. Which tool to use. Yeah. How to get over there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't know where I was going with that, but I think it's an interesting area that Nintendo alone seems to be fixated on. I don't see a ton of games other than games that I would argue are specifically imitations of specific Nintendo games innovating in that direction. I mean, um, Prince of, although Prince of Persia and Tomb Raider do the, uh, as, as does Uncharted, navigating the space is a puzzle, is a 3D puzzle. I think Prince of Persia is a really cool franchise that has never totally lived up to the potential. Like, I wish... Well, Sands of Time was the high point, yeah. and they just, they're remaking that right but, now, so that's to cool. To be honest, like, wouldn't you love to see Nintendo make a Prince of Persia? Like, I feel like that'd be pretty rad, you know? That's what I'm getting at is the brains behind the actual puzzle craft in Nintendo games are the best yes, in the industry. Yes, 100%. The puzzles, every single temple in Breath of the Wild represents a different thought, much like Portal did, the original Portal. You have to have a new thought you haven't had before about how you could do something or the game could function. Mm-hmm. To solve each thing. And most puzzle games, and I would say Luigi's Mansion included, it's more like you use the same palette of skills to solve every puzzle, but you got to keep remembering in which order or trying every skill until you hit the right one. Whereas, or you just didn't find it yet. Like, keep looking. It was behind the vase. It's over there. Um, Whereas Nintendo excels at puzzles that require original outside the box thinking the, the the like feeling you get when you solve a riddle and i just love that that about them and i don't see enough companies putting the attention to detail at that level into that portal is the other one that comes to Portal's mind Portal's excellent uh yeah. i totally agree because like think of god of war uh which had puzzle stuff that we were like eh you know or uh i, I want to mm-hmm. say even horizon zero dawn uh, or how many times in my life am I going to play the video game where the puzzle is flip this switch? It turns on this light, but it also turns on the two adjacent lights. Keep fucking with the right. switches till all the lights right, are right, on right. or off. A lot. You know, there's like puzzles that recur constantly in games. That, yep. It's hard to think of a new puzzle. <laughs> yeah, but they really do do that. And I, I so and that's where it's like, well, maybe Nintendo's so good at this because they have because they had success early. And so they had the resources to continue to try new things. And the things mm. that stuck made them a lot of money. And the things that didn't stuck would stick. We just forget. And uh, over time, they have like 20, 30 things that are ready-made hits. Like they have like 20, 30. That they're known for. Yeah. And that you're right. expecting. It's like, oh, yeah, like there's a, pink, there's a Peakman game launching in October this year, right? And it's been a really mm. long time. And it's just a remaster. But I'm like, fuck yeah, Peakman, man. That's a great, by the way, I think they also use vacuums. That's a great franchise, you know? Uh, and it's been such a long time, right? And it's like, yeah, that's one that worked for them. And they, they, they'll hang on to it, get one that's just right over 10 years, re-release it to you. But you know? isn't the point of Pikmin, the, I haven't played any of the Pikmins, but isn't the uh, innovation there, the thing that's unique about that toy, is it's the one where you're controlling other I believe entities, so. not yourself. I, it's like mind control like, and like you're... <laughs> You're trying to use each of the little creatures. Like you throw out little Pikmin and they have different roles yes. and functions, right? Like lemmings almost. They are exactly like lemmings. And it's like uh, like you're you're trying to use them to navigate yeah. the terrain. I could see Nintendo do a ton of really delightful, fascinating things with that formula. <laughs> Nintendo are amazing at taking the formula for their game and iterating a thousand times. Like making a Sudoku book of puzzles after yep. you've decided it's going to be Sudoku. Yep. you like... 
here's a hundred puzzles in sequence that fulfill that promise in incredibly new and interesting ways each time. It's really true. Cause like, think again, like, so people complain about breath of the wild that it doesn't have enough dungeons. That's a complaint I hear, which I understand. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, that's a debate, but I understand it. But like each of those shrines, each of them has its own little flavor like its own sort of yep. unique little thing. And then like go back and think about the game we just talked about, Ghost of Tsushima. And like how many times do you cut the same bamboo? How many times do you go to the same yeah, fox den? Different button presses. Yeah, and, yeah, but it's not a different puzzle. It's just a different like your brain isn't different. It's just the sequence no. of buttons. It's like Right, I wouldn't even define it as a puzzle. I would define it as a reflexes challenge. Right, and like nin- Nintendo's like, no, 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 we're going to give you, far. first of all, way more of them, and all of them are going to have one new brain challenge. You know, at least and one. And the overworld has the combat loop that you asked for, plus the climbing stamina thing to constantly worry about for traversal. Breath of the Wild is just a perfect game. I, yeah. I said that, yeah, I was having a big argument with Tom about that game the other day. Because uh, some people really hate it. I think it. I deleted it. Yeah. I think I deleted it. <laughs> did you? I'm such a bastard. Do you stand by well, it? Well, maybe. I I don't remember. I don't think you did. Uh, no, I think when we did our first iteration of this podcast, Final Bosses, you deleted mm. it then. And I was like, what? I don't think you did it for your one-upsmanship. I think you rethought it. No, it deserves to be kept, I think. Yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, so... I, but Nintendo also does fail all the time. I just think that we forget about their failures... And so things like Luigi's Mansion, which is like, hey, that well, was a like hit. Toad's Treasure Tracker, it, Toad's Treasure Tracker was a case where the puzzles didn't uh, innovate enough for me, and I fell off because I was like, I get it. They're all kind of the same puzzle. Yeah, I have a Just feeling you're going to see more of that franchise, though. Increasingly complex. Oh yeah, I bet we will. Yeah, but man, and then and I think the fact that they think of themselves as a toy company versus a game company or narrative dispenser is what frees them to do things like Nintendo Labo or Amiibo, Amigos or whatever they're called. Amiibo, yeah, Amiibos. Exactly. Um, That shit is so fucking, no one else is is doing that shit. Or if they do, it's because they saw Nintendo do it and they're like, let's try something like that. But Nintendo is leading the way in the different shapes this toy can be. And that is very special. And always have been. Remember Virtual Boy? Always have been. Yeah, Remember fucking, of course, I have yeah. one in the closet. It's stupid, but like that was a thing. Wario, dude, Super Wario Land or whatever the fuck it's called is a fun yeah. game where you use. And I love that they were like, again, this is Wario, not Mario. So his thing was a shoulder bash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the puzzles and all the interactions and all the traversal challenges in the game were designed around the fact that your only move is a shoulder bash instead of being good at jumping. They're like, this is not Mario, so it has to be a different toy. They're so good at that. They have discipline. They, right. They are, they are very disciplined. So let me, let me bring up this other aspect specifically about this game, but it's also a larger question. So this game is clearly a Ghostbusters ripoff, right? Uh, and sure. and they do this from time to time. Like they create these uh, these spinoff games that are either sport ripoffs, like Mario Tennis or uh, you know soccer strikers, strikers uh, or Mario Kart. Even is like a racing. Uh, do you think that Nintendo? Like, do we do we give Nintendo enough too much credit for innovating on those forms when they basically are stealing existing forms and making slight alterations? Like, do you th- I don't think we do because it's like you were saying about Freaky or a very killer premise. I think that that does deserve a lot of 
credit, and that's what they do. For example, Smash Brothers came out of, well, uh, fighting games is a genre we haven't done yet. True. We want a fighting game. What would our fighting game be like? Well, we got to do something innovative because we're Nintendo. Let's add platforming and make it based on the more you get hit, the more bouncy you are. And if you leave screen, you die rather than just a health bar like every other fighting game does. Dude, that premise so to speak that elevator pitch is so strong and sharp a fan of fighting games would be like that is a brilliant tweak on fighting games that is very cool you can instantly grasp how it would change the dynamic and how dramatic it will be to constantly be trying to get back i gotta get back on the platform i gotta get back on the platform like Nintendo's tweaks are the best tweaks in the business. They're very so smart. I do think they deserve the credit. Yeah. They're so smart. There's yeah. there's nothing more satisfying but, in all the fighting games than blasting a, f- a fool off of the baseball bat. It's just so fun. Uh and it's way different, no matter how good the death animation is, than just getting them down to zero right. and they do a death yes. animation. It's a very different feeling. Right. And they knew that when they posited that concept. So in that sense, like, is this game done enough to create a unique vibe that makes it Mario like it makes it basically Nintendo's Ghostbusters or like do you, do you know what I mean like have they done anything that's like wow like uh what a cool premise um well Gooigi adds yeah. a series of an extra systems that they can play puzzles around plan puzzles around and it, I do think it works it did you're like yeah the uh, the whole advanced third of puzzles couldn't have happened without Gooigi because you added an extra mechanic that can interact with the other mechanics. Um, I would argue that it's almost in the Animal Crossing vein because it's like walking around the room, finding and searching and sucking up objects is almost like an idle game. It's just satisfying. I guess. It, yeah, I guess so. Uh, it is also fun to get into the wrestling match with the ghosts. Like, that got a little repetitive, but it was fun. It's very satisfying to smack them against the ground. Well, yeah, and that was... I don't know if it was new to this game, but it wasn't in the first game, as I recall. Like, I don't think you could slam them back and forth to bring their health down. Mm -hmm. Like, it was basically more of a draining experience. And that was a big difference maker, I felt. Uh, But, yeah, I was not... I was super enthralled by the design. I thought everything was very cute and looked very nice and inviting. But I was obviously not, I didn't care about the story, and I am not a child, so I didn't care about the ghost dog being cute or what have you. <laughs> so what propelled me along was the puzzles plus the, they're also good at doing Reese's peanut butter cups. They're good at combining two things where you go, that's a satisfying combination. And in Lu- the case of the Luigi's Mansion games, I think it's idle games, like Literally like Highlights Magazine, the kind of shit you would do in a waiting room games, but combined with uh, an escalating series of of very mentally stimulating puzzles, that is a good combo. Idle games with puzzles. If you get too frustrated by the puzzle, you can go back to just generally wandering around the room and sucking stuff up while you think about what the solution to the puzzle might be. Oh yeah, you can do that. That's right. That is an incredible combo that's very powerful in a way that I think is underappreciated. In the same way that Minecraft, I think its main benefit that is genius is that on the one hand, during the day, you you uh, during the day you uh, craft and during the night you mine, and mining is 
like scratching a series of lottery tickets until you finally win, which feels good in one way. And crafting is being creative, which feels good in an entirely different way. Right. And any game that creates two gameplay loops that feed each other, I just generally think benefits. That's really, really a strong position for a game to come from. Versus like Destiny, where the strength is the literal gameplay loop itself is so fun to do that it propels you, but there's only one gameplay loop. If you can get a chocolate and a peanut butter, now you got a studio. You <laughs> yes, know you I mean? do. You got In a cup of game. joy is what you got. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I kind of do wish that Destiny had a second thing. Uh, I there's a little period of time where I thought sparrows were going to be that thing, like sparrow racing. I thought sparrow racing would be a way to kill time. While I was frustrated, whenever I was frustrated by like a, a raid gone wrong, uh, but they didn't really support sparrow racing in a big way. No, because they they want yeah. There's probably reasons. Uh, yeah, they really didn't. I think it was more like they realized, oh, we could do that, and it's a fun throwaway thing. Uh, like, did you play the witness? I haven't played it. I've had it on my hard drive for years. Is it worth playing? It def. If you really like puzzles, it's hard, hard puzzles. <laughs> but it does feel very much like uh, there's there's two kinds of puzzles, and when you're frustrated with the one kind of puzzle, you can walk around and do the other kind of puzzle while you think about. They use different parts of your brain. I just think that's such a good strategy that I see games employing more and more. I s- um, and I and that's we just talked about Ghost of Tsushima. That's like the every open world game like that has this going on where it's like, if you are bored of combat system, do stealth. Right. 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 Yeah. Or vice versa. Um, so it's not an unknown factor, but I think it plays into Nintendo's plans very well. Oh, see, uh, that just one last comment on this. So the actually destiny does have two things. They do have a puzzling element, but they basically restrict it to the raids, which is why the raids are the most fun thing. Uh, the raids are the most fun because they're punctuated by periods of thinking things out. And like yeah. you have to like coordinate different be- like there's periods where like two guys got to watch and the other guys got to relay race like that kind of stuff, you know? It's yeah. Fun. Uh, okay. Anyway, Nintendo does that a lot to bring it back yeah, well, to they, the topic. There's nobody yeah. better at it. Uh, I still think, Honestly, I, yeah. I still think it's a little bit like rich getting richer. There's a little bit of that going on here where it's like Nintendo can afford to, risk on these properties and spend lots and lots of time getting it all figured out because they've had so much success so that like Luigi's Mansion can afford to go 10 years between sequels, you know, and uh, other games can't really do that. You know, like Assassin's Creed can't really do that. Yes. And like you said, uh, they probably have a bunch of misfires that i'm forgetting or like uh whatever the fuck captain falcon is from f-zero baby f-zero yeah f-zero is not a big deal to me there's a lot of ips that they try that are like become middling deals or less yeah i wish they would do more f-zero i really like that franchise but uh what was unique about, was there a unique toyetic aspect to, was it different from other racing it was, games? What it was, was a little faster. Uh, it, was, it was a little sci-fi. So like it, you could basically, you could do like super speed, like you could, you had controlled super speeds and then they had things like, uh, just the kind of puzzles that wouldn't exist in a real racing game, like magnetic sides or like, uh, like, gotcha. you know, you got to hit these four jumps or like you got to heal your va- your vehicle can heal uh, mm. just little things like that. And then like when they went into the 3D space, 
they had like uh, they would have tracks that were basically pillars, so you could circle all the way around the pillar. You know, so there's a lot mm, of three dimensionality gotcha. to it that doesn't exist in racing yeah. games. So I don't know. I, I really liked it. I guess other people are more indifferent to it, or maybe we're gonna get F Zero, you know, Triple X or whatever. Did did you hear about the new Mario Kart toy that Nintendo's putting out? I'm all ears. I'm intrigued. It's a series of Mario Karts, real ones, like RC cars that oh, physically yeah, I exist saw that. with remote controls, yeah. with cameras on the carts, and it comes with a set of like uh, you know radar sensors that are gates, and you create Mario Kart tracks in your house. Then you can play on your Switch, and while you're playing, you're seeing the camera feed from the front of your cart overlaid with video, the video, Mario Kart video game HUD, and it literally inserts ARG stuff like boxes that you can pick up like oil slicks and shells like in the game or banana peels or what have you and you're really doing it you know what i mean like if your cat walks across the track it happens in real time and in the other room your cart is really going and like if you shoot a shell at your enemy and it hits them in the game in real life your cart spins out for a while before it can drive (laughs) again it's so fucking cool Man, they're the best. I, I love that they're trying stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so few people are trying things like that. I, I hope it works. And they're one of the only companies that flies in the face of what my natural instinct is, which I think a lot of people have, which is if someone gave me an infinite budget and a team and sat me down and said, okay, make a video game, I'd start thinking about a story I want to tell. Right. And I'd basically imagine a little movie in my head, and then I'd make the movie into an interactive experience. Nintendo does not do that. They show up at work and probably go, I imagine it like that Robin Williams movie toys, like go into a room and they look at objects and they play with things and they think about what is fun? What is it to be? What is a toy do? What is a toy for? What is what does it mean to have fun? What things do I find fun to do? How could I create an object that's conducive to doing that thing? And that is not how most games are designed. Right, <laughs> it's just very uh, interesting. And, and, right, and like also the fact that they refuse to take on huge swaths of the market, huge swaths. Like sure. they they refuse to take on adult themed oh, like content. People who want adult storyline. Yeah. Well. Switch, I think with Switch, their new attitude is, if you want adult shit, here you go. We'll port it. Well, the because Switch isn't powerful enough they used to do to, it is part of the problem. Mm, but over the Switch's life, we've gotten Witcher 3, we've gotten Doom Eternal. It's pretty intense, some of the ports I'm hearing that there's going to be a new Switch in March to handle the new games on PS5 and xbox for the ports to handle limited ports of them yes Uh, that has been heavily rumored also the fact that nintendo is asking developers to start making 4k ready games and the current switch is not 4k compatible implies that they'll be releasing a new power switch sometime i'll get it why not uh switch is easily one of the best consoles i've ever owned best uh uh, deals for a console for sure i gave away my switch so i got to get a new one because you probably get this. You're being kind to some children, uh, which was very nice of you. Yeah, my my buddy had small children that need extra distracting in quarantine, and switches were sold out everywhere. So I sent him mine as an emergency yeah, measure. That was He's red. like, my kids need fucking something, something that will absorb their attention. Please help <laughs> you me. Couldn't, I was like, I bet the switch. You will. couldn't pawn off that label on him, huh? That label we bought. <laughs> 
I, it's got to be Labo, right? Right. It couldn't be Labo. You're right. The Labo or what Labo. But uh, yeah, no, I sent him that. I sent Great. him that whole package. Great. At yeah. least somebody will get some joy out of that. I think they made the mech suit. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how long we've been going? Yeah, we've done a pretty nice little segment here. Uh, I think we could cross our final threshold cause, or checkpoint because oh, okay. we're at... We're about it at the hour mark. What would, what are the checkpoints in Louis? Uh, you got another button. It's all buttons. It's, it's all, all buttons. buttons all the way down. Yeah. I just, this bit used to be more fun. <laughs> we need to play some games with variegated yeah. save you systems. You kill a weird gardener That's, who's like full of ghost plants. Uh, well, especially nowadays, all the modern games, the save system is just a little icon appears in the lower right and it auto saves unobtrusively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the game has progressed three minutes. <laughs> That's true. It does do that more often. Uh, do you think that Professor E. Gad, the character... That's yes, fucking E-Gad, Thank you. Uh, who I think has the same recorded lines that he had in the first game, which is why they're so ridiculous. Uh, do you think he's... What is he doing with those ghosts? <laughs> What's he doing with them? Is he making the oh, goo? he's eating those ghosts, He's eating them, dude. okay. So he's not making them into the gum, yeah, into the weird green cum. I think he's condensing them into the goo version of itself so that he can freeze and eat That's, them. Oh, I was thinking he was going to paste that goo all over a sandwich, like a little marmalade or something. Yeah, that would ghost work. ghost jelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? With toad, toadstool bread. <laughs> Fuck. It's weird, by the way, that sometimes Mario goes on vacation. I don't know why. I don't know why any of the Mario. Well, team... what is he going on vacation exactly. from? Exactly. From, from like what? from yeah. Bowser continually fucking with him. That's not really a thing you can go on vacation from. It's like, hey, hey, hey. All right, my arch nemesis, who I'm constantly embroiled in combat from with. I'm gonna go to a nice hotel for a while. Chill out. The bro. premise of a lot of Mario things is Mario goes on vacation and he cannot escape his problems. Like, there's a lot of Mario yeah, things. It's yeah. true. Well, yeah, you, you take your problems with you. King Boo. Yeah, King Boo. I'll well, usually, and usually King, usually King Boo is like a hench of, right, is working on behalf of King Koopa. Yeah, King Boo has an interesting relationship with, uh, with Bowser, because I don't know. Yeah, does he want to overthrow Bowser and be the new guy who fucks with Mario constantly? I don't really know. Is that the goal? Uh, they're starting to shake up the relationships up top there, because... Mario Odyssey posited that both Bowser and Mario are not romantically interesting to Peach. So I'd say that whole universe well, is Raven, coming apart. In Mario plus Rabbids, it was the Bowser children. And in Mario Sunshine, it's implied that Peach is the mother of the Bowser children. But in Raving Rabbids, or not Raving, in Mario plus Rabbids, they explicitly point out that she's not, I think, to try and retcon that. In, in <laughs> it became weird. Yeah, right. That was very strange. So in, in this most recent Paper Mario, the origami one, this origami mm-hmm. prince is like a new character. And you end up working with Bowser to take him down. So they're starting to get to a point where Bowser's like... Well, you know. yeah, Bowser was in Mario RPG too, right? I never played that, so I'm guessing the answer is oh, yes. Well, he was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think interestingly, Mario RPG and then Paper Mario, which is the successor of that franchise, they decided Bowser is allowed to flip sides in that 
universe, but not in the standard Mario universe for some hey, reason. Hey, why is there so much money? Man, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when they made some of these big decisions. Like, Mario does this and he doesn't do that. I would have loved to hear the conversation like the, that led to the decision. Like, do we think know? it's the Pixar chat where they had like a like a brunch or something? And it was like, this is what Mario and is. And talked yeah. about like, what is yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. as an icon? Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it's just slowly developed over time and things got canonized. I don't know, because like right. I, I'm trying to imagine what the conversation was like between Super Mario World and like, well, they made a sequel to it that was very different, and Mario 64, because like that's a mm-hmm. big. There was a lot of very big choices for Mario made there, well, and choices that were required, because it's like, yeah. look, this is the future. We yeah. have to go 3D. What are we gonna do? Yeah, how do we do? <laughs> like, what is Mario in this environment? And uh, some of them they didn't even go back on. Like, the fact that Mario could fly is a thing they've really not repeated, and I'm kind of bummed um, about it. Yeah, but he could fly in the 2D world. Right, and then they got rid of it after Mario 64. Like, he basically can't fly now. Can't you fly in Odyssey? You can't. Mm, well, in Galaxy, really. you're flying the yeah, whole time. I, I mean, I you're played in space. Galaxy. I need to play okay. that game. I'm really excited about that. Wait, uh, can't you get the Bumblebee suit in Odyssey and fly, or is that Galaxy 2? I might be confused. That's not, it's not in Odyssey. Okay, Galaxy, you get a Bumblebee suit. Anyway. Yeah, that's okay. Good games. Uh, someday we're going to rank those games, I think. Uh, we should do an episode that's like rank the franchises. Like there's some episode. We could do a franchise episode of One-Upsmanship where we talk about a, like a Call of Duty, for instance, or like uh, Mario or, you know, uh, Psychonauts. <laughs> rank all the Psychonauts games? Yeah, both of them. You know, all two of them. Uh, there's em. three now, yeah. No, there's not three, is there? There's Psychonauts 1 and 2 and the VR game. Well, 2 hasn't come out yet. It's coming out, right? Oh, so you're not counting that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Uh, I also kind of count the cave as a psychonauts. Anyway, different conversation. Uh, You going to keep this or delete it? I'm going to delete this. Uh, This can't. There's no way this is a top 200 game. I just can't see that. Uh, Why did we cover it then? 
Uh, I think it was a big release. Well, I guess I'm not implying we should keep every game we cover, right. but what led us what led us to decide this would be an interesting I think episode? We both feel like this is an interesting property, and if not, then it certainly allows us to talk about what makes Mario or makes not Mario, what makes Nintendo's properties unique among gaming. Uh, All right, neither, nobody believe. fought. <laughs> yeah, nobody fought to say let's not cover this. Right, and that's no, interesting. Nor did I. Well, because yeah, no, I'm also wondering. Well, we usually get a Nintendo bump, and I'll be honest, I'm looking for that bump you lately. Want that bump. I'm looking for heavy hitters. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder if Luigi can move the needle like Mario does. When we mention Mario on One Upsmanship, or it is a Nintendo game, it tends to perform better. So we'll see. I'm intrigued by that. Well, I also think, but that's a bad reason to cover a game. No, we we don't cover games if we don't think there's a chance they could stick. And I, exactly. there is a chance. I just, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if these, these kind of puzzles are better than like most Zeldas, you know? I agree. Or like, it's a yeah. classic October sky. Right. Exactly. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. Well, I hope the conversation seemed productive and fruitful anyway. I think it did. I think it actually did. And I'm just doing a bit where I'm being hard on us. <laughs> um, Cause yeah, we certainly found, we have found that it is fruitful to unpack even terrible movies. Oh, sure. I and think it's really about whether people are interested in the subject. And also, uh, I, I, Nintendo is a whole ecosystem. So every vantage point into that ecosystem is at least somewhat interesting. That's like, true. Like, we could talk about a Donkey Kong game. Like, like I'm almost done with the Tropical Freeze. I've kind of been playing it off and on. Oh. Up. Yeah, and like Donkey I'd Kong's... I'd like to. I know, it's another interesting franchise, because it's but, like... Uh, these I are gave my Switch away, yeah. <laughs> right, but these are like... Yeah, right, so you got to fix that. But that's like a unique franchise, although, you know, that one compares more directly to games like Rayman and stuff, like 3D yeah. games that are doing 2D platforming. But, yeah, so anyway. We got to cover one of those Raymans. I love those games so much. We should perfect cover games. Rayman Legends. For and sure. by perfect, I mean they have no flaws. You, there's no flaw you can point to. But Adam will find one next time <laughs> on One Upsmanship. Yeah. Nice talking to you, buddy. And to you every time. Work complete. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 